Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Mommy Left Town Potter. You gotta put some gravy on that. Four topics, 15 minutes each. Just killing time, kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Laugh Button Network, thelaughbutton.com. Today's guest is a real Hollywood comedy writer, originally from San Bruno, California. He has written for the Emmy Awards, the Academy Awards, the White House Correspondents, Center, People's Choice Awards, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and most recently and importantly on the MTV Movie and TV Awards with two schlubs with a podcast from New York City. <laughs> it's Joe Strazulu. Yeah. You like that Hi, one? Hi, guys. Hi, Joe. Do you miss us? Yeah, I do. I love that intro intro everywhere I go. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, right? We give good intros. Then the show goes down the toilet, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah, we had fun out there doing that show. Yes? Yeah, it was a great great time. It was a a whirlwind, huh? It was a whirlwind. You you know, two week. I hope everybody got paid. We'll talk about that later. But Did did we make the top ten of your show list? Yeah, did we? Was it a good one? Yeah. I think uh, top ten award shows, yes. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I take top that as a five, win. top five. No, I, just I think, I've done, I think I've done nine of them. So you guys, oh, you guys oh we're in, in the top half. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. The you and award shows later. I want to pick it up with. Okay, so I looked up San Bruno, California. That's like a suburb of San Francisco, and you're on like the little island there. You know, you're surrounded yeah. by water. You must be, was it windy all the time? Like Candlestick Park growing up, I would watch. It would be windy. Yeah, wi- windy, overcast. Um, it would be, it, it would get sunny in San Francisco and not be sunny in San Bruno. But uh, <laughs> I don't like, I don't have childhood memories that, my memories aren't all cloudy. Like I, I'll go back there and I'll be like, was this, was this really how it was like? Because <laughs> like, I, I'm, how did I not end up just sort of depressed all the time? But I'm, I, I don't like, like my, in my head, my childhood was sunnier well, than it is when I go back there. That's funny. Why why is it always so, is it just because of the winds that California's got some weird wind pattern? So is it that the wind pattern just makes it cloudy and rainy? All That's like Seattle weather? Yeah, except, uh, you know, the, you, get the, you get the fog that rolls in there into the bay, uh-huh. and it just, uh, it just spoils everything. <laughs> but, some, but, some, uh, but, you know, and then, and no, and then with uh, the whole climate change, depending on uh, what you believe, it's starting to get hot up there now. And, but nobody has uh, air conditioning in the Bay Area because oh, you, you haven't needed it yeah. for, for, for decades. Oh, no. And so uh, everybody's going to die up there uh, <laughs> because of global warming. It's uh, so funny you say that. My, I'm from Long Island, and my mother would go, put Anderson windows through the house. You know, like we have gorgeous – the house isn't a great house, but we – she had Anderson windows, which supposedly are the best windows. And you can, yeah. and like we had this cross by no air conditioning. No, there's a breeze. I'm like, it's 90 in the summer. It, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm no dying. No air. I grew up with no air conditioning. I just remember staring at the ceiling in August, just sweating away. Yeah. And my mother swearing, no, there's a breeze. There's a Long Island breeze. But um, anyway. Um, Wait, were your parents in the business? Yeah. Was anybody in your uh, family in the business? Parents, brothers, sisters? No. No, I'm uh, you know, I'm the only the only one. My, my my father runs a seafood empire. That's that's what you do up there in the oh, Bay wow. Area. Is you, An empire. You be in seafood. Uh, he has a uh, a seafood brokerage, and with uh, and he's got a place up on Fisherman's Wharf, and then oh, wow. a place in in San Bruno, which he started as a little retail store, and then grew into a wholesale, and now it's a brokerage, and that's that's the family business that I worked oh, wow. at for for like a few months and then it, you know realized i can't uh, do regular people jobs <laughs> oh that was uh, your, that was your it's a wonderful life moment you're like i think i'll get yeah. out of this. i think i'll tend not take this well wait a second right. what about uh like did you always eat fish you, you probably hate fish now you yeah. probably hate fish now 
Um, yeah, I think that it, our family didn't eat a lot of seafood just because, you know, it, it was like they, my dad was around it all day. And so it wasn't, he, you know, he didn't want to bring his, his work home, I, I guess. Uh, so we weren't against it, but we, it just, we weren't immersed in it uh, for like meals all the time. Oh, that's the exact opposite of what I thought was happening. Like, you bringing home flounder again, honey? You know, like what? Yeah. Huh. No, we're we're a largely casserole family. Oh, wow. Is my, my recollection. But the business is still going on, right? Yeah, my brother uh, stayed, and he's, uh, you know, poised to kind of take over Oh wow! Uh, the business. <laughs> At some point, my dad's still, you know, my dad just turned 75, and he's still he still works there, and he, you know, has no intention of fully leaving uh, uh they still so, think you're, yeah. they still think you're coming back to the business <laughs> you know the the offer the offer gets thrown out i'd say twice a week oh, on <laughs> <laughs> like no matter what you do uh, yeah, no, still, yeah, like, when you're ready to when you're ready, ready to, to settle real down life, oh my god comedy, a successful comedy writer for 20 years he's still like <laughs> yeah. when you're ready to and work I, a real job yeah yeah we, we got an opening uh, for you in scallops yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, well oh what man. have they thought about all your success down in hollywood have they just are they into watching everything or are they think it's stupid? yeah yeah it's a, big, it's a big deal and they're they're super impressed i mean they um you know i remember you know when you're it, it, it takes a while to get anything going um in in the industry and I, I just remember this one point, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, as a PA, as an assistant where like, you know, my dad had always supported me. And, you know, there was one point where he just started to kind of like that dropped a little bit. He's like, so uh, have you ever, have you thought about doing anything else? And that's like, that was such a, a, a gut punch for me. Uh, <laughs> and, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then things turned a corner like a couple of months later and I, and I got a WGA job. And so, uh, and so I, that showed him, <laughs> keep, keep your, keep your fucking fish. Did he, did he, why did he, did he watch, uh, Kimmel and was like, you know, like, did they stay up to watch some of the work or do you tell him like, Hey, I got a bit on tonight or do they not even care? Yeah. I mean, they'll, they DVR it. And then if, if there was something that I, I thought they should watch, I'd let him know about it or send him a link or something. And, and yeah, they, my, my dad would show his whole office uh, and, they, or some things. and do they give you that and classic they, parent compliment? Oh, that was the best one by far. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, my, my dad thinks he's really funny. And, uh, so he's, uh, I feel like he's kind of judgmental of everything too. Oh, he's that's like, funny. yeah, you know, that was, that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can, yeah. I could write too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you get out of there and you go to USC, was it film school or did you just, just go to USC and then fall into this career? Like, what did you study um, in USC? I did uh, a nice broad uh, communication major because ah. I, I just had no idea what, uh, what I was going to do. And then I did a film and TV minor because oh. I liked movies. And, um, and then kind of through just the four years there realized, cause I, I, I didn't know that, you know, working in entertainment was remotely a realistic possibility. I, I you know, I was from San Bruno, a fish town. Uh, and, and so once you get down here, you're like, okay, you know, people are, people are doing this people you can intern you can you can get your foot in the door places and um and so yeah i kind of kind of figured it out as i went along but where about the comedy the comedy started at usc or in high school um the comedy i'd say yeah I, like i always knew that that was something i had a passion for was you know i, I whatever you know i i got into like i i even found like the Marx brothers in high school and, you know, Mel Brooks and, you know, I, I was fascinated by comedy stuff and knew that I kind of had an interest there for, you know, material too, and, and stuff that, uh, you know, that I, that I was working on. And so I knew like, I, I knew that if there was anything I was good at, that was it. I I wasn't a hundred percent sure I was good at it, but that, that was probably my Well, lane. Did you perform at all? You told me some story about getting booed at the Palladium or something like that back in the day. But oh, that what? was in that was a, a college talent show. I performed at the Palladium, and they had the idea. I they they came to me and said, "We think you would be great in this. It's like a sort of a variety show. We think you would be great if you popped out in this one part." 
in spandex. Oh uh, boy! Uh, as, as, Michael, <laughs> as, as Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, oh and I was God. I was like at my peak weight of like two hundred and forty something pounds at this time, which you know I get it, fat guy jumping around. Oh shit! In spandex yeah, yeah. is funny, and so I I saw the the humor there, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, this was the Palladium wasn't I don't think being used as a concert venue. I think it was it was just a, an abandoned uh, place that you could rent for your <laughs> talent show back then. And uh, so that shit. was my first my first time at the Palladium where we just had the MTV Movie Awards. Oh my god! So that that is all come full circle. Yeah, yeah, that is a full circle yeah. moment. Does your, <laughs> does your Wait, eyes... did the bit not go well? Uh, you know what? It played exactly as you as you would think. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, a, a fat. Lord of the Dance, <laughs> Lord of the Dance, if you will. Like that's, it's funny. It was funny then. It would be funny now. Oh, there you go. So you got big laughs at the Palladium. Wait, oh, um, shit. You, wait. You're like five seven. You were two forty, like five seven, two forty. Yeah, it was a bit. Oh it goes wide. It's okay, not, so wait a second. Shit. So when did that change come? You just woke up one day and was like, I am, because you you can't, you're not cracking one eighty now. No way. No. Um, yeah, it was in the, that was at the end of college. Is uh, you know, I decided I wanted to start playing leading man roles in talent shows, <laughs> and so uh, you know, yeah, I just I I, I found something Good that uh, that uh, that worked in a, in a plan and an and exercise, and and yeah, so I, you... I shaved off I shaved <laughs> off a cool hundred. Holy and, shit! Uh, nice. No more Tommy burgers. No more In and Out burgers. Yeah. Wait, did yeah. you get the shakes when you went back into Palladium this time? Like the uh, like a like a oh i'm back you know it came back yeah. to you. You I, I was i was hoping there'd be some sort of plaque or mural <laughs> some relapse thing it, holy yeah. shit neil loves stuff like this yeah, yeah. that's but, such a great life moment i mean that's definitely chapter yeah. one in the book but he was successful at it it wasn't like he was booed off the stage it was good moments no he likes i the mean play that's like lucky the crazy, for joe of course that's the craziest story ever though that you were this person and then like you know all of a sudden whatever 20 years later the, the palladium realized hey we can hold live shows here again look how successful <laughs> this fat guy dancing was <laughs> so um did you have any jobs before you got into tv you get out of college and how what what did you do when you got out? It was like, uh oh, I better do so, something, or it's fish time. I started I started interning in college at uh, at places. I, I interned at a movie pr- production company on the Warner Brothers lot. Uh, in uh, you know, and they were making um, some real stinkers. Uh, they uh, <laughs> they produced uh, uh, Jack Frost, that movie where Michael Keaton turns into a snowman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there was the Get Carter remake with Sylvester Stallone. Right, right. That's <laughs> um, there's a, there was two Mars movies that came out at the same time, uh, Mission to Mars and Red Planet. They were both bad. Oh. Red Planet was worse. That was the one they made. Uh, and so it just like, it was movie after movie. They, they couldn't release anything that was great. And um, and so, it, you know, that was my first taste of working anywhere in what, entertainment. Well, what did you do? You were PA. Or uh, I was. I was. I was an intern, and it was just you know go get lunch, go you know read read scripts. Okay. Uh, you know it was a, and then and then it, by the end of it, it fell into um, babysitting the uh, head guys' kids once in a while, <laughs> oh like God. whenever they came to the office. I don't know. I don't know how I fell into that, but uh, yeah, that, I remember it was one time I was just like watching his kids out in, in the front of the office. And uh, and George Clooney like walked by, and I was like, "Hey, kids, look, it's Batman!" And and George Clooney was so upset that that's what I identified <laughs> him from. He was just like, "No, oh, don't." That's Holy funny. shit, that is crazy. Oh man. So wait, how did you get your what, what was your first job? You mentioned your first Writers Guild. And, and oh, so from there, I, uh, I I was like, you know what? I worked at a couple different places like that. I went to work at SNL Pictures, which had a. Like, an office on the Paramount lot, and I was like, okay, this is comedy. This is closer to what I want to do. And then uh, Craig Kilborn was taking over the uh, the the, the twelve thirty slot um, on CBS, and I was like, you know what? I why why don't I just pick a TV show and see if they're taking interns and and go for something that's specific? And so I interned um, at that show, not at the very start, but maybe a few months in, and um, in in found the pace of kind of TV work 
to be less like brutal and and less kind of like a, like aggressively toxic than the movie stuff. Uh, and and uh, I was like, okay, I feel like there's more regular people here. Yeah. And and so then I stayed there for uh, 15 years. Oh my god. Uh, I, I interned there, I became the PA, I became an assistant, and then from there became made the transition to writer. Uh, um, the uh, in between when Kilborn left and, and Craig Ferguson started. Oh wow. oh wow, that's pretty. That's a pretty good yeah, thing. That's pretty amazing. And you make connections along the way. I'm sure. I'm going to wrap up this segment real quick. Do you have a? And we'll go back to writing in a sec. Do you have a dream gig? that you want now that you've done all this writing do you like you want to be a showrunner you want to be the head writer what what's your dream gig doing this yeah you know i feel like i'd love i'd like to give the head writer slot um i'd like to give that try and we should we should talk about that lenny to see what you thought of it um (laughs) uh yeah i think that i haven't i haven't done that yet and i've crossed off so many boxes I think I'd like to try um, scripted, like sitcom stuff. Uh, you know, I feel like I've done late night now for almost two decades, and you know, I'd love, I'd love to try it. There's still a couple other things I'd like to to, to try out. Cool. All right, so, let's go yeah. to the next one. That was interesting. All right, the next time we're going to do today is uh, writing for television, so it's a perfect segue. Yeah. So let's go back just for a second. You you did all that the PA. You you moved your way up on this ladder, which is amazing. And then you get to, but you have written for award shows and stuff like that. I mean, um, award shows are a very specific thing. You know, um, there's what I learned from this one is like two sides is this sometimes there's the side that writes the intros, the little wind and the witty banter. Um, yeah. Just introing the celebrity, you know, the celebrities and then the little banter when they come through the curtain with each other before they introduce the nominees or something like that. Um, and then what we did was sort of like a host writing gig. Like we didn't have that side that we just wrote all the bits that Leslie was involved in. So um, I guess you go through this all the time. Maybe it's sometimes it's just one big chunk, but do you have a preference? Like what's your favorite thing to write? Um, I, well, I think absolutely the, the host writing is, is more interesting because you know, that that's usually a comedy person. And uh, you know, if, if it's somebody that you, you know, work well with and kind of, you get their sensibilities, then that's, yeah, that's a more focused and, you know, one track job. Whereas if you're trying to write for, you know, three reality stars and, you know, somebody from the CW and, and deal with all their publicists and mm-hmm. figure out like some perfect recipe for, you know, a shitty back and forth, you know, intro <laughs> for, you know, for, for best kiss fight. Like I, you know, it, uh, that that is it's difficult it's frustrating and you know uh so yeah if you could just if, if you're gelling with a host and it's just you and the host trying to figure out what works that's it's just so much easier yeah you, you and cut out all the middlemen for sure yeah and then and then you know as we saw with leslie like if if you know the host wants something uh, and then they get pushed back like they can put their foot down and be like no this is what i want and and that just opens doors yep. and makes your life easier as a, <laughs> as a writer and yeah, for sure. Uh, Stephen Murphy, <clears throat> who had the job on the other side, was saying that there's always you have a bit and then the teenage idiots come to, right before they're going to go on. They read the bit in the dressing room or whatever, and then they'll do they have a couple of ploys. They One, panic. Well, they they <laughs> panic because they don't want to do that bit. They're like, we got some. We got something <laughs> really funny. We're going to do this. And they're like, yeah, I don't. And then they'll go ahead and pitch it to me. And of course, 99 percent of the time. It's not funny and it takes too long and it's whatever. So he's got to deal with, you got to deal with that nonsense. And then, you know, coming through the curtain, maybe they don't even tell you, you know, some of these you know yeah. celebrities don't even tell you, oh, that's on the prompter. No. And then they will shit on what's on the prompter. So you get, it's a definite wild card situation there for a lot of that writing, I would think. And, and I remember the first movie awards that I wrote for, like the, the example I always use is, is like, you've got, you know, it's for the, Trans, the first Transformers movie, and it, and it was you know Tyrese, Josh Duhamel, and mm-hmm. uh, Shia LaBeouf, 
And she's like, what? Like, Uh-oh. you have to find something that all three of these guys agree, or they're first that their publicists agree on, and then it goes to the And so the publicists are scared of them. And yep. then, you know, it's this impossible puzzle. And I just remember getting from like Shia LaBeouf's publicist says he Shia's not comfortable talking about his body. And it is, he's not com- comfortable comparing how the other guys have muscles and he has less muscles. It's like, oh, okay. All right. I get it. Yeah, I to be honest with you, those people, if they agree to the award shows, they have to write their own bits. <laughs> well, that yes. might be one of the biggest things that the the stars do not like self deprecating humor at yeah, all. That's at a good all. point. They're, like, very they're not they're not ready to make. Whereas a comic's just ready to make fun of themselves at all costs. You know. Um, yeah. Our mo- most comics, like ninety, maybe ninety five percent. Real quick, what's your favorite thing? Do you have a wheelhouse that you do like writing? Um, you know, on the uh, I, I love I love writing kind of character like like sketch sketch stuff. stuff. Yeah, like yeah, like big big character pieces, and uh, I feel like that's kind of one one thing that that COVID kind of robbed from us is the ability to do these like big pre tapes mm. with bringing in guests and yeah, getting to it's always fun when you get to work with somebody that you really you know love what they do and. And you get to write something funny for them, and it makes them look good, and the show look good. Okay, that's, let's that's give me give me somebody you worked with that you liked. Let's go right there. Um, um, you know, I I did a lot of stuff on uh, on Ferguson with with Betty White, which was oh man, which was which really was such a treat, and just you know, she always wanted to run lines and stuff, and and like I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna sit and hang out with Betty White for oh, that's cool uh, for two hours every time she's on because <laughs> yes, of course, and she was exactly what you'd want her to be. Oh my god, know, Ron Lyons, she was like Sue Ann Niven. She won the you know like an she's a pro. Uh, Emmy. Well, that's what makes her a pro. She just like works, gets yeah. in there, and works it. Yeah, but she grew up in that yeah, comedy world. A, so. Yep. And there was a, um, you know, her eyes, like she, you know, she, her, her eyesight wasn't great. And so she'd have to memorize things and she could mm. make changes like after rehearsal and just get it all down. And like, I mean, I, I, I don't have that skill. Wow. She was, you know, late eighties at the time we were doing Damn. these things. Damn. So yeah, she's a, like, she's a great example. Well, what about the difference between Ferguson and, uh, when, uh, I mean, uh, Kilburn and you, you were on both writing staffs that that was a big change. That was a big switch. I think so. Yeah, I was uh, I was at the I was there for Kilborn. I did some writing for him, but I wasn't made full time staff uh, writer until Ferguson. And so yeah, it's like every yeah every host is wildly different in terms of their styles and and work ethic and uh, and uh, you know what yeah what they expect and their, their temperament and well, yeah you just it's weird you gotta yeah you gotta learn to adapt. Okay, thirty seconds of this. I don't want to get off on this tangent, but like Kilborn thought he was going to be a leading man and decided I don't want to do this anymore, which was kind of like a big to do at the time. Am I right? And then you go to Ferguson, who's probably like super funny off the cuff. Um, but was it a big deal when for, uh, Kilborn left? Because it's like, you, dude, you're killing your career right now. You went from sports guy. Yeah, to and, and you know, and that's and that's the thing with these shows. It's 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 crazy when you're when everything is tied to you know one person. Like it, it, your you know your destiny and your and your livelihood is like tied to this one person. And and so Kilborn, you get the call, the call that he's leaving, and you're like, well, crap. I don't know if my if my world is falling apart and right. like, it was the same thing but like ferguson took up uh like piloting he's piloting small aircraft <laughs> and you're like jesus fucking christ like no don't, don't take, <laughs> like pick a safer hobby because like every my mortgage is tied to you being alive. <laughs> yeah I, I hear that um okay <laughs> let me go through this has an award show that you've done gone terribly here's a story that seth herzog i ran into seth herzog on the street he's the warm-up guy for um fallon and he says that the prompter went out on the golden globes as jimmy comes out welcome to the golden globes i'm jimmy poof right and it he goes it happened two years in a row and jimmy they go that they think they would have corrected it but apparently uh it's wireless the the (laughs) feed that goes from the prompter to the camera is wireless and they're like yeah, it works wow. perfectly in rehearsal because there's nobody in the theater. Then there's like 600 yeah. people in the theater with their phones. And everybody's got their mm-hmm. phone on, and the thing goes off. And you think they would plug it in at whatever. <laughs> so he, Jimmy, apparently, like had you know, 
He's like, and Jimmy's not a screamer, but he was coming off going, can you fix the fucking prompter, you know? Um, yeah, I remember I remember that year in early one of them. And yeah, he, he uh, yeah, it, he, it, he seemed stuck. Yeah, he, like, he, didn't know, he, he didn't know what to do. It's so funny. He comes off and he says to somebody like, uh, you know, like, come on, can we fix the prompter? He's like, and the person shakes their head like, yeah, same thing happened last year. Like, what? <laughs> you know, it happened last year? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my Lord. So do you have any story like that, that when it went like, oh, my God, this award show is going down in flames? Um, I, you know, I, there, I feel like they, there are times because, you know, when you're backstage and, you know, with the, you know, the Oscars and the Emmys, like they're, you're not really a hundred percent sure how it's going. Cause those are tough rooms. You know, it's like, you know, Robert De Niro's not laughing at the bits, but that doesn't mean it's a bad bit necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're very uh, serious. So, yeah. And so, uh, you know, you're not, you're not really sure how it's going until kind of you, it's all done. And then you, you start reading online, kind of the per- perception of it, like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing is bombed so badly, like, you know, that, that it's, that I was like, Oh God, I need to take this off my IMDB. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody goes and blames the writers for those shows. I think they're thankless. Nobody, I've never gone back and looked to see who wrote that show, whatever. Um, let me ask you this. How do you go when you're on the you you go to the Kimmel staff? So you you're at Kilbourne and then it goes to Ferguson and then somehow you jump networks over to Kimmel. How'd that happen? Right. So uh, Ferguson uh, announced he was leaving after ten years, and uh, and so then they did guest hosts for a couple of months, and I was on that, and uh, and that ended, and then I was out of work for nine weeks um and just you know submitting packets to cordon colbert okay. just all you know all, all any place that was that was accepting anything and, and i submitted early on i submitted to kimmel and uh and you know each time i would build up like okay these are my best jokes and then the next packet would come along and i'm like all right i'm gonna take the best jokes from the last one and put them in this one so each version i felt got better Mm. for what I was submitting. And I, then I submitted to Kimmel and they were like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not bad. Uh, if you, you know, we think it could be a little stronger if he wants to try again. And I was like, no, that was the best version of, of <laughs> I, I, you know, this was the eighth draft of this. So no, oh I'm, I'm not going to do another one. It will not be as good as this. And so that, so it moved on. And then like a month later, I got a call. Hey, they want to interview you. So after I turned down, Submitting again, they circled back uh, around to me. Uh, yeah, they uh, needed. They brought they, me in for an interview. It's so oh, funny. Wow. I've been asked to write packets. I'm like, no, I'm not writing your packet. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not writing 20 monologue jokes. No, yeah, I'm not writing 20 monologue jokes. I mean, there are people who you want people to crank out that nonsense. Go ahead. I mean, that's one of the questions. I can't. I don't think I can write monologue joke. like it either hits me or doesn't i can't sit in a room and write a monologue joke it's just they not funny enough it's too yeah the the old style kind of set up punchline monologue jokes i feel like they are so dated just in terms of style and then you know that's, I, I like the the way we we did it at kimmel where we would set up a topic and then you know just kind of explain it like it's the news and then rifle off you know as many jokes as you know fit into the right into that i definitely would have been better off at that like and then roast jokes i don't can't even it's too mean so you ever watch some of these <laughs> roast battles i don't think I, I mean i'm sarcastic but i'm like they're just mean yeah, I mean, you have to be pretty mean on those, or you're gonna. It's not gonna work. Like if I'm roasting Joe, I'm not gonna do 45 minutes of fat Joe. It's just mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what you have to do, though, or you're gonna not. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna win the roast battle. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some, now, but and, some of these people are really good roast writers. Yeah, nice choice. Yeah, he's a great he's roast. Yeah, things. well, well he's a cruel your, what's, bastard. Well, what's her name? The uh, Nikki Glazer. I mean, that's yeah, how she's she, good at it. Yeah. That's how she made it. Yeah. I mean, that's what really got her. That's where I first saw her was yeah. on the comedy and the roast battle. You oh, get my... up there and have your five minutes of destroying everybody, and yeah. everyone's like, "That's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mean, well, it's... and that and that that was the big difference I feel like between Kilborn and you know that era is like his comedy started to shift a little. Where you know Kilborn was just so snarky and mean and punching down and in and and, 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 and I say that and I 
fucking loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, it's fun. And, and But, you know, it, things just changed and it started. And you see that with like, you know, the, the looking back at, you know, like the Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, the way those things were covered. And people are like, whoa, whoa, that's 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 not OK. I was like, oh, yeah, I might have I might have been in some of those rooms. And you've got to you know, learn to like move with the times. All right. Yeah, well, speaking I, of that, did you get did you get pounded on the Trump on the Trump train? Did you did you guys just have to write like crazy for that? Yeah, I mean, I started at Kimmel a couple of months in 2015 before maybe even a month before he announced he was running. Mm. And uh, so it, that job was all Trump for, you know, my entire time there. It was, oh, it was <laughs> there, there would be oh. there'd be once in a while we'd get a topic you know, suggested topic to write to where it was like in, the, in an upcoming issue of Batman, uh, Batman shows his dick in the comics. And I'd be like, oh, this is this is what I got into late night for. These are the types of stories <laughs> that I wanted to be writing to yeah. Batman's dick. But every day it was just, you know, just incessant Trump stuff. And, and I get I got it on some level, like you've got it covered what this monster is doing. We got to stop him. But it, it was exhausting. All right, last one. How many writers are there on a Kimmel, and are there are there go to guys? And is it is it cutthroat to get your stuff on? Um, yeah, I think uh, it. There's I think probably like eighteen now, wow. and um, you know the more they add, they they keep adding, uh, and you know it's not it's not cutthroat. There's no like people aren't you know angry or about it, but. The more the people you have, there's they don't increase the uh, the time, the length of the show with the more people they add. Mm. So just by you know the nature of math, it's harder to get your stuff on, right? Uh, and uh, it, you know the and I was telling and Neil this uh, last uh, weekend with the awards was uh, one interesting thing about the show is that there's full accountability for all your material and that every single joke that you write that you turn in has has your initials on it. Uh-huh. You have to type your your own initials on top of the joke. Oh each, wow! Each joke, and so you know, you're it just it just forces you to not turn in trash to fill in to fill up a page. Or right. Like a joke that's just like eh, I don't know, maybe or you know, I just need one more to make this look like a full page. Right. You you have to sort of believe in your in your stuff because if it's a piece of shit that's got that's got your name on it. Hey, you only need one. That's yeah, why I'm so concerned. Hard. You got a page of garbage. You got the one in there. That's Neil. Page yeah. of garbage. We'll have one amazing idea. And like, that's it. I don't know how many times I've said to him, that's the one right there. Like he can spew off idea after idea. And then I'll go, no, no. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What was that one? And that's kind of how we did the, he wrote, we wrote the promo. It's because he was yeah. rattling off ideas. I'm like, wait, 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 stop talking. That's it. That's it. That's it. And he keeps, he keeps pitching me. So I got to teach him how to stop talking when I said, that's the one. That's <laughs> no, the one. Joe said never stop pitching. Oh, they got right? Stop. <laughs> Isn't that what you told me? Never stop yeah, pitching. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, okay, the next topic I want to do, I want to talk about the green room. People don't really know this about show business, you know, or maybe they do. They've heard about the green room. In show business, the green room is the space in a theater or a similar venue that functions as a waiting room and lounge for the performers before, during, and after performance or show when they are not engaged on stage. The green rooms typically have seating for the performers, such as upholstered chairs and sofas. And so I want to talk about that. Neil, did you know, let me give you some green room facts. One of the oldest stories is that London's Blackfriars Theater in 1599 included a room behind the scenes, which happened to be painted green, where the actors waited to go on stage, and it was called the green room. I did not know that. There's a million of these facts that they're not sure where this came from. A 1662 renovation of London's cockpit in court theater included a green baize dressing room which has been suggested as the origin of this term there's a million of these like there's a million of you know phrases but mostly that came from england from the theaters there you go yeah and what i loved about these green rooms first of all the celebrity leslie in this case uh you go into her green room and it's always the first of all it's the biggest room 
It's got the most amenities. Mm. They got a TV. It's usually functioning. It's got <laughs> snacks up the yin yang because the, they usually have. Sometimes yeah, yeah. they have a rider in their contract. Sometimes they don't. But it's got amazing snacks of all different kinds, whatever they want. Waters, a fridge. It's awesome. <laughs> the then you go to the writer's room. They had two waters. And it's, they had like two, two waters, waters and one was open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A notebook that has my name on it. Like get to work, smarty pants. And yeah. then <laughs> one one day they increased it. And then I thought they were just picking up steam on by, I thought Saturday it was going to roll and it was all going to be there yeah. Friday. And then by Sunday it had decreased from Friday. It got worse. <laughs> well, yeah. some, I mean, sometimes the green room's amazing. Like you'll go in snacks and then you'll leave and it'll, it'll be yeah. a wreck. The next day you come in. A supermarket sweep. They had snacks in our trailer every morning. Oh, and they refreshed them? It was amazing. Oh, I mean, obviously, go. we were moving them around because we were getting attacked by the ants. The, well, an, the oh, ants no. were everywhere. Really? Like, yeah, Even were, in the trailer? Everywhere. They were all oh, over. The, they were got to D.C.'s <gasps> and then into ours and oh, then no. traveled to Rich's. <laughs> they were everywhere. Oh, no. All right, but well. The snacks, every morning, we were like, the snack. It was amazing. Well, green rooms. I mean, that's a trailer. That's a different story. You're a celebrity then, Neil. But the the green room is sort of like. Celebrities It's a been there forever, word. and it's one thing the theater doesn't put the money in is yeah. the green room yeah so whatever that if it's a new theater then it's probably a nicer green room yeah but i what i'm saying i love the fact i always hang out in leslie's because of course yeah. it's the best snacks or whatever i just always yeah. only way i see leslie's is through like the open crack of a door and then i can see <laughs> <in there. laughs> at least i get to go back and forth if I, you know if she's doing stuff in there i could just go into mine and it's the starkest like when we're performing in yeah like on the road oh my god mine is like it's just the blankest white room in the history of the comedy world. Comedy clubs are the worst. Like is that what theaters. You're about? Oh, theaters. theaters yeah, oh no, still. Com- theaters is um, theaters. No, I'm talking about theaters where it's just there's a stark room. Yeah, but it's got a bathroom and it may not have all the amenities that Leslie's does, but it's nice. Yeah, you go to a comedy club. <laughs> oh my god, like it's room through closet. the yeah. It's a broom <laughs> closet. It's through the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. It's just an extra room they threw together. They use it as some other kind of functioning yeah. room when you're not in there. Ugh. And it is disgusting usually. I mean, you could just tell. You could feel the comic. Sometimes they have the wall. People write on the walls. You know, everybody signs their name on the wall. Sometimes. Well, what about the green room for the Oscars? Did they have like a suite like set up back there, or that was separated? You can't even get uh, in the there. Green was. Room. Yeah, there was nothing, We, you know, for the Oscars, we, you know, our area was a table backstage and there was no, uh, yeah, there was no like room for us to put our stuff in. We, you know, we, they, they have no space for anything oh, during so they, the Oscars. They have so many moving parts. I remember but, during the first, the first movie awards that, that I worked on in 2007, the writer's room uh, that we worked in all week and I was on that patter team. The the day of the show, they the room that we'd been working in for a week, we had we got kicked out because they were like, hey, they were like, sorry, this has got to be Rihanna's dressing room now. Oh, and so we had no <laughs> nowhere nowhere to be on the day of the oh, show. Oh no, you're on the hood of a car in a parking lot now. You're like, <laughs> deep, deep, deep. Well, the Palladium one was kind of old. It's an older theater, but it was. It was decent. That oh, that room was nice. That was yeah. nice. There were even the writers' one was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I was I was getting the conjuring makeup on most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not. Now you were in there for a couple of days. They had a nice bathroom. The lady's like, "Oh, this is going to take two hours." That's what she told me, yeah. and I was like. This is not going to take two hours. That's the first thing out of my mouth. I cannot sit here two hours. Yeah, it's not going to take two hours. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, you know, COVID is destroying green rooms. I mean, I feel like that's maybe the biggest loss of the the entire pandemic is there's less snacks in the green room now because of COVID. Well, hopefully it'll be on its way back. I mean, yeah, it's very minimal (laughs) right now. (laughs) You got to sit away from each other and everybody can't even talk. That was the most fun. The most fun about a green room with comics in it. It's just shooting the yeah. breeze about stuff. Um, well, would we, you consider the comedy cellar, the table? That's kind of the green yeah, room. Yeah, that's the green the room. But they that's gone too, right? Well, no. for now, they're bringing back the restaurant. will be back in a month. But right now, it's actually a huge room. It's the Fat Black Pussycat. All the comics are in there. Okay, so so that's you can just sit in there you and You can hang, sit in there and, and then hang, go do and your order spot. food and whatever. Yeah, no, it's kind of cool, actually. It's yeah. like we're all... Oh, that's every, even better, yeah. You want to find everybody? They're in that room. And you're away from the people, too, kind of. Yeah, totally. Oh. Nobody goes in there. Every once in a while, some dummy opens the door, you know. But no, <laughs> you, you, it's great. Um, some of them are and great. Like, I was in Milwaukee with Leslie, and they had like, 
this huge leather couch, video games for the people to play. It was like this weird little room. Snacks up the yin yang. It was crazy. It was like a somebody. It looked somebody somebody's den, but I was in the bottom of a theater. And every you know when she's on stage, I'm like down in the green room. I'm watching the baseball game and watching you know eating great snacks. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in a. Yeah, but that I gotta theater, go upstairs that and watch it. Like one of those like probably theaters that you know has been around forever. Yeah, and had all these Broadway actors yeah. come rolling in. It was of like big, yeah, so they yeah that was pretty. That's oh, those those are pretty theater. cool theaters. Oh, there's some really cool. Theater. Like Jimmy Stewart was here and whatever. Yeah. And I've also been in some most rickety rickety theaters of all time. Like you're, <laughs> I'm like this place is gonna go down. You step on one floorboard, you're like you're going right through the floor. <laughs> No, it's it's there's some ugly ones. But yeah, like I said, I'd rather be in any theater than a comedy club green room. They're they're awful. They're dumps. I mean, let's uh far, funny bone Hartford. Oh my lord. Yeah, that's bad. Oh. That was the what's that place called? The the funny bone, but it switched to the I don't know. They they changed names the all train. the time. Um Well, what about Kimmel? Where where was that? Where would you sit for that? You sit right off the stage? So in it for late night, the green room is uh is for it's mostly for in, like invited guests for the show, and so uh, kind of VIP guests, and you know some of them go sit in the audience for the show, but some of them just go for the green room experience, and it's it's like they you know Kimmel kind of invented the, I I think the idea of like the green room is the party place, and so mm-hmm. it was this great like uh, perk that you could offer people like hey I'll get you in the green room at Kimmel mm-hmm. and you, you know free drinks and and catered food and. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a real real treat, but I mean, I, I don't you know, I don't think that's coming back anytime soon. Oh, that was oh yeah, that what? was one too. So the, oh, so every show was kind of had that party room. Yeah, and I think uh, you know now now Corden does a similar thing. It's yeah, it, it's a really real hip spot. It, it Ferguson not not that hip. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Neil's been in my green room. Like we've gone to uh, like Fallon. That's a tiny green room. Yeah, Fallon. Fallon was nice though because you're connected to the show and everyone's walking around. Yeah. Whereas Letterman, you're way you're we're isolated. In, we were on like the fourth floor in a tiny <laughs> little room, but yeah. the other acts are up there. Like you, Neil's hanging out with Dave Grohl. Yeah, in my I'm, green room. I'm right with the Foo wow. Fighters, my new best friend. No, yeah, everybody nice. was up there except except Joan like Jack. the. Except the like the number one a, guest, the A guest doesn't go up there. They must have been first. Yeah, I don't know where they were. They go downstairs. There's a whole. There's another green room down there. It's right okay. off the stage. It's like a big holding green room, and that's probably where the A celebrity yeah. goes. And then I made the green room on Letterman when I did that bit on Letterman. There's a green room right when you go in the door. Ah, and that's for the really that's for the the, the lowest form of a human being. That's where I was. You're in that room when I did like a bit. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, it, oh. it was a weird green room. Like if they had a guest that was like a a regular guest, like mm-hmm. a, a a wife from Chicago that saved her dog. Or oh, something. you know okay. what I mean? Like that's oh, you're in there. Of, there's even there's <laughs> a, there's three levels of green rooms. Totally, it's like crazy. Oh, totally. <laughs> but <clears throat> hey, you get one. You know, not bad. But then I remember. No, I like you said on in Fallon, it's great because you everybody doesn't even stand in the green room; they kind of stand in the hallway, because then everybody goes up and yeah, down this hallway. Yeah, that was so you, fun. That's where you see the people. Pit bulls right there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He got to Neil got to see celebs. Anytime Neil gets to see celebs, it's a good deal. I thought for the nice. MTV Awards that we would definitely be able to see more. I mean, I know it's COVID, but I thought it cleared up a little bit. But I'm there sorry, was still buddy. no room. Yeah, there was like for the when you when you did the Oscars, wasn't there the I thought behind the stage or is this another location where they have the big dinner? Uh, No, it's attached to, uh, you know, they do the governor's ball usually like on the you know roof of the the, uh, Hollywood Uh, Island somewhere. And then, yeah, so it, it's walking distance from, you know, the theater to the governor's ball afterwards. And, and then, you, yeah, you so could, I, I you went, could go to that. Yeah, as we, we got to go to the governor's ball, I think the first time. And, you know, so we're there and you could just tell, like, who the writers of the show were because you know, we're just the people just like scarfing down free sushi <laughs> like it was our last meal. <laughs> just like we're. You know, just like where's the most expensive free food? <laughs> You're like, where it's like everybody else is like, this is a normal evening for us. Like, you know. All right. Yeah. So, other than Betty White, you've been to all these things and green rooms and whatever. Is do you have a famous interaction other than yelling at George Clooney? There's Batman. <laughs> is do you have a famous one over the years? Oh, oh man, let me think. Uh, oh my lord, this guy's been in the business 15 years and the, he got to deal with Betty White. 
Not that that's yeah. bad. Well, it is hard. I, There's, what's the protocol for going up to somebody? Like if you're at the Oscars, and what's the protocol of going up to Brad Pitt and going, hey, what's up, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, it depends on how many drinks I've had. <laughs> the protocols yeah, yeah. start to loosen. Uh, I, we went to, uh, so it, after the first Emmys I wrote for, uh, Kimmel threw an after party. And so it was like, he, he organized the event. Right. And, um, and it was the, the coolest Hollywood party I'd ever been to. Cause I think it was like, it was like one celebrity for every two normals, mm. which is like an insane ratio. Wow. Like nor, you know, and you had to, it was one of those things where like, you couldn't bring your, you know, you weren't supposed to be taking pictures. There were signs everywhere. Right. And I, and I remember after the, like the next day, the crazy hungover, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I just feel like I didn't take enough advantage of, of talking to celebrities because this was a place where you could just, you know, have conversations with you know, normal conversations with all of these people who were there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I, I spent like a half an hour talking to my agent for some reason. Like, what, <laughs> what was I thinking? And, and she's like, what are you talking about? You talked with Kirsten Dunst for like. 45 minutes and I have no <laughs> recollection of it. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. All right, let's leave on that one. Nice. All right, the fourth corner I want to do today, I want to do a quiz. And we do. We, we set up our uh, um, contestants here. Neil is going to go into his soundproof booth. Goodbye, Neil. Okay. And since he cheats, we have to keep him out of the room and make yeah. sure he's in that booth. And, uh, yeah, have you won lately? Uh, no. No. Okay. This will be fast, so get in there. All right. Hurry up. All right. So um, we just we do a quiz against our guests, and uh, Neil's record is very low. It's like, I don't know, he's about 10 and 80 sometimes. Okay. You know? Yeah. So he'll win, like, I don't know, he's like 10% of the time maybe, maybe less. Um, so here's what I'm I want to do. This is going to be very – there's 15 questions. I'm going to give you a celebrity, and since you went to USC, you tell me if they went to USC or UCLA. That's all you got to do. Okay. All right? Okay. All right, here we go. Judd Apatow. Um, UCLA. Nope. Jack Black. UCLA. Yes. John Wayne. USC. Yep. Rob Reiner. USC. Nope. Tom Selleck. Wow. USC. Yep. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he seems like a UCLA guy. <laughs> nope. Daryl Hannah. Damn it. Um, USC. Yep. Carol Burnett. UCLA. Yep. Ron Howard. USC. Yep. George Takai. UCLA. Yep. Joyce DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt. UCLA. Francis Ford Coppola. USC. No. Will Ferrell. UCLA. Sybil Shepard. USC. And Jim Morrison. UCLA. Yeah. Okay. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of fifteen. Not bad. All right, Neil. All right. Let's bring in Neil. Wow. All right. Not Come bad. On, Neil. Not bad. We'll see. Neil likes to look at me while I do this, and I just start. <laughs> That's his oh, big wow. thing. He thinks he can read my face. So it's a good tell. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. No true false. That's when Neil really reads my face. No. This is Joe went to USC. Yep. Okay. This is USC or UCLA. Very simple. I give you a celebrity, you tell me where they went. USC Got or it. UCLA. You ready? My two favorite schools. <laughs> Judd Apatow. USC. That is correct. Woo! <laughs> you know who knows him from that? Tom Van Horn's wife went to USC. Oh, okay. They went to USC together. I remember so some some reason I remember him saying that. Mm -hmm. Also, Lenny has a tell that I you're not here, but he has an easy <laughs> tell. Last time Neil pulled this, he lost. So Jack Black. <sighs> Can, is there a no? Neither? Or they have to go to one of them? Yeah, they had to go to one of them. I would say he went to USC. No. UCLA? Yep. Shit. 
Oh, wrong. There it is. We have a buzzer. You can't I hear. I thought John. UCLA, but then I was thinking he wouldn't go to college. He was doing Tenacious D. John Wayne. The Duker. The Duke man. I see him at these games on the sideline back in the day, these pictures. USC. Really? You did? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Duke. Rob I, did a, I did a commercial with his grandson. You did? Yeah. Rob Reiner. For what? UCLA. UCLA is right. What'd you do the commercial for? Uh, Vegas. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, he was telling me John Wayne stories. That was the best part of the whole commercial. He told me like two hours of solid John Wayne. hating on John Wayne. Oof. Hating on yeah. John Wayne. He didn't like his grandfather? No, because he has like 18 grandkids or oh. 25 grandkids. Oh, it was an all-out fucking battle for everything. Uh, there was a money battle. Everyone was battling for this money. But it was a really interesting stories. Tom Selleck. Oh, man. Magnum P.I. back in the day. He seems like a UCLA guy because he's got that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but he's, he's a USC guy. Oh, oh, come on. I was trying try. to read No. <laughs> yeah. You didn't let me finish. I did not, that was, I did not answer. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. I did not answer that one. And you know Timothy Oliphant. So. Yeah, he went to USC. Yes, he did. <laughs> How do you know that? Did you know that? I, I hung out with him back oh, in the day. Man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know wow. that. I didn't know you knew where he went to school. We auditioned against, I auditioned for him for, against five parts for him. He got all five. Really? That sent me went back into five. my crack addiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just yeah. I wasn't, he was going out for parts. I was hanging out in his trailer. Oh. How do you do that, Tim? When, how do you get an agent? Daryl Hannah. Oh, she's UCLA. No. Oh! <laughs> Was she a cheerleader at USC? Probably. Yeah, I think she was. Carol Burnett. Ooh, that's a tough one because she's I'm out so there. She hangs out there. I watch the Carol Burnett show every freaking night yep. of this whole year. Yep. Uh, Bethel loves Carol Burnett. Oh, my God. I have to watch every rerun. I know every bit. Therefore, I'm going to say UCLA. That is correct. <laughs> nice, Neil. Damn it. Damn it. Ron Howard. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to go USC because he's a movie guy. That is correct. <laughs> what, I mean, you, why both movie, movie guys? schools. They're yeah, both movie well, schools. No, but USC's more, I feel like. Didn't USC have Spielberg? Is that coming up? Nope. Uh, George Takai. USC. Nope. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce DeWitt. Remember from uh, Three's Company? I should have gone to USC or UCLA at this point. That's what I'm thinking. Baylor's not the good Hollywood. We, we have one guy from Baylor. It's amazing how they all went John there. Lee Hancock. Joyce uh, DeWitt. UCLA. That is correct. Yeah. Good job. She might have been a cheerleader. Francis Ford Coppola. Mm. You seem like they all went to USC, those guys. So USC. No. Okay, let me see where we are here. One, two, three, four, five, when you, Joe, six, when you went to US, USC, did you feel this this Hollywood connection at that school? Uh, no. I mean, just, you know, the legacy of it, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I Neil, you know, saw a bunch of like, famous, need, yeah, you know. Maybe. You need to go three for three here, Neil. I know, I'm in trouble. Okay. Will Farrell. Mm, USC. That is correct. He's, they show him at the games. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Sybil Shepherd. Mm, that's definitely UCLA. She, I remember seeing her in the costume. Ah! <laughs> My confidence. I had confidence on that one. Really? Jim Morrison. <laughs> what about Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison. Oh, he's UCLA for sure. For sure. How, how come you say that for sure? I don't know. Just now that better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Damn it. I lost on Sybil Shepherd. You did. I got her mixed up with Jessica Lange. Uh, and the winner is Joe Strazulo. <laughs> <laughs> You Literally. got oh shit! Very nice. God, that's a lot of stars that went to these schools. It's not good. If I, in hindsight, I should have gone to one of these schools. You should have. That would have been good. All right. The way we end the show every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Neil Potter, you start. Uh, I forgot to do this on our last podcast, okay. so I want to give it. I mean, I don't know what you're not a shout out, but I want to say, you know, Charles Grodin died. Yes. Such a big fan. Oh, Marion. He was. You know I his know, daughter. Really I well. interviewed his daughter, and I know her, and she's super funny and such a nice person. But uh, her dad was so amazing. I loved all his movies, and yep. and it was like the first Hollywood book I read. Mm -hmm. So when I got in the business, everyone's like, "You got to read this book," and yep. it had the greatest story in it. When he went to, he thought he was a big stud and star, and it, he goes to his first audition, and like 
Warren Beatty sitting next to him. <laughs> and he's like, God damn, that's like the best looking guy I've ever seen. Like woke him up to the business because he thought he was like a stud. And he's like walks in and Warren Beatty sitting next to him. And he's uh, like, that sucks. <laughs> like I didn't know people like this are out there. I'm right. screwed. But anyways, he was really funny. I'm a huge fan. I thought I'd give him a, sh you know, whatever you call it. He that. wrote a ton of books and he, he wrote plays and he was great he in was all those great movies on, in the on 70s. Late yeah. Night show. He was a great guest on Late Night Show because you couldn't tell what he was taught. He was so good deadpan and and didn't, i don't know he was good i tell marion this all he, the time um they, he wrote a play back in the day um called the board or something like that or oh they're just like us or something like that people just like us i think that's called and it's about a co-op board and i remember sitting there and i didn't even own it at the time just sitting there like god that's what happens at co-op boards because you could tell it like, was based on and i'm like oh my god this was dead on and that play is in my head and it was right here at the arc light theater it was like it's in my I remember, head i remember that she got us tickets to go yeah 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 crazy yeah he was, he had so many good movies all right joe one good thing or one bad thing of the week um, let's see one uh, one good thing. I got a I got, yeah I got a uh, an eight hundred dollar rebate check for a tankless water heater. A tankless uh, oh tankless. Yeah, How do you have a water heater without a tank? It's amazing. Oh my God! You don't know about this. No, no. What is yeah, it? What, what are you talking uh, about? It, 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 it uh, shoots uh, flames at the pipe or something and and heats the water. As it goes, uh, as it goes through the pipes. Really? And uh, and it's more energy efficient. And uh, I think you, I think I'm getting you guys a new sponsor here. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Wow, I never. Renai tankless water heaters, and they and they're more energy efficient. So the gas company is begging you to get these things. And uh, the rebate check just came in, and it was practically free. Fantastic! Wow. I gotta hand it to California. When we were out there, they had a lot of like you know a lot of people have Teslas. A lot of people had. You know, they're they're going, you know, like Al, they're giving rebates. Al got himself a hybrid car and they give him rebates, like a huge uh, tax break to get a, a hybrid. Yeah, it's or like a little car. bit of the future yeah. out there. Yeah, We're a like little bit. Way behind. Way behind. They used, they used to let you uh, like ride in the carpool lane with one person if you had a hybrid. I don't wow. know if they still do that, but that was a great perk. Wow. Oh, wow. That's you get the shit on everybody else, like if you're driving. <laughs> yeah, I remember coming from the airport, by the way, and the guy driving me to you know to the hotel we're in the carpool lane. we're whizzing by people whizzing by just because i go yeah. is the reason why you're in this lane because i'm in the back he's like yeah he's, <laughs> i mean two yeah. people in the car and you can go in any it's insane yeah i go do they pull yeah, you do they really get you he's like yeah yeah and they, it can even be a baby which is barely a person oh my lord and it still counts counts damn damn Those are, i'm surprised <laughs> it's real stories right when people put fake yeah, yeah. Yes. It was on curb, right? When yeah, yeah. The, I think yeah. so. But they, no, yeah. You're desperate to carpool, get anybody in those lanes. I would totally. I mean, be, that was the thing about COVID. When we've been out there the last year, no traffic. Mm. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, that yeah. was it. Was a little better. Yeah. So I do like COVID for that reason. No traffic. You don't like COVID. <laughs> no, what? I mean, I was, there is a positive on the All right, dark my, side of life. <laughs> my one good thing. <laughs> Of the week is when this airs, Birdie will be turning three years old. Mm. Can you believe wow. it, Neil? It's been three years. Yeah, Monday, right? Uh, yeah, Monday. A three years old. Never same forget. and also same birthday as son of a bitch. Neil's I gotta go buy Bethel. Other Bethel. That that's, just woke me up. Yeah. I, holy wow. shit. Yeah, you better get on that. Well, I always get Bethel the same gift every year. I go to the green or whatever the Great Jones Spa. It's the coolest spa ever. But there's COVID destroyed spas. Oh, that is true. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Well, you always get our workout gear. Yeah, that's I'll head to Athletica. I think Birdie's getting a bicycle. Oh, nice. Nice. No, let me just say this. A track? I, the box in the back is a bicycle, and Gina's making me put it together. Mm, that's not good for her. This is an all, tomorrow's my project all day. I have a screenplay to write, yeah. but you know what? Why don't I put together a bicycle? Yeah, uh, make sure she's got a helmet if you're putting yeah. together the bike. So, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a helmet. Exactly. Birdie is going to turn three, and many, many more, little Birdie. Eventually, you'll just take over this podcast. Um, all right. Joe Strazulu, famous comedy writer. It can be on Twitter at Joe Strazzles or on Instagram at Joe Strazzles. Is that correct? Thank you, guys. Um, yeah. What, uh, what do you got coming up? Anything good coming up that you want to uh, tout? Any? any uh... Uh, 
Yeah, I'm just kind of playing as it goes. You know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see. I'm I'm, I'm I'm taking it one day at a time. Free I'll tell you what he's got. What's T- he got. Today's gonna be great. I know what he's got. Free fucking hot water. <laughs> yeah. That's a good deal. There you go. Uh, Neil, do you have anything coming up that we yeah, should know about? I got something coming up. Sleep. Sleep? Yeah. Oh, your parents I were put in town. In, yeah, well, I put in a new air condition. Take that. You did? Yeah. Oh, wait. Did you? Yeah, Neil bought an air conditioner last time we left the show. Yeah. And, and wait, you were like, should I buy the bar or whatever? You put it in yourself or you have, please tell me you paid the guy. No, I got it. the guy to put it in. Yeah, because you get confidence. a lot of trouble. It was heavier and it kind of, I opened the window and started putting it in. It kind of leaned, it started yeah. leaning out and yeah. I started panicking. Yeah. yeah. Damn straight. Does it work? Because I just envisioned myself killing somebody and going to jail over yeah. there. That's the first thought is like, clearly yeah. that, that'll be the time that someone's walking underneath oh, my building. In this I'm not even falls. joking. I was looking out my window in the old apartment one time not even looking out i was watching tv and the window's like right here like yeah. this one is and all of a sudden i see out of the peripheral vision a thing fall it fell uh, oh uh, i think fell down the thing yeah and you just hear boom like this huge crap <laughs> but if it hit it missed my air conditioner i think it clipped my air conditioner just by the corner Jeez. yeah but oh my god that could have been real damn damn that just reminded me i forgot to put the little cover on what? top of it you know for the rain <laughs> shit <laughs> you're gonna oh the cover thing yeah that drives gina crap nuts. i gotta go i forgot well now you gotta you gotta have to pay him to take it out and put a little cover on it no oh ding, shit ding ding <laughs> ding oh yeah that won't that won't keep you awake all right me. i'll have to figure that one out anyway joe thank you so much for doing this Thanks, we guys. really appreciate yeah, you having guys. you come on it yeah was real great meeting and that you was and so fun working with you it was it was this really was a blast Cool. Yeah, that was, right. good. was good times. We'll see everybody next week. Four Corners Podcast was created, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Lenny Marcus. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.